0: radio is entertainment for adults by adults and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or fxbg public radio for additional information please refer to the united states bill of rights stand warned. We still operate by the united states bill of rights here in the united states i firmly believe in all of it and i I really love (laughs) really love fxbg public radio because we're always adding new little new little fancy things and so forth New little, uh, like that, beginning, starting, soon screen. I like that. I like that. Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. So I, w- I want to apologize for last week's show. Uh, it was chilling. It was chilling to watch watch it back, watch the video back, and just to place the timestamps in the video. Uh, it was stomach-turning. It was so stomach-turning, I couldn't even clip it. I couldn't even make clips of it. Uh, I When I was watching it, I wanted to kick my own ass you know, listening to me pretend to think like an idiot liberal, you know, what are you talking about? yeah, it was last week's show. So, uh, so, and I think it scared me because I can make a liberal narrative make more sense than most actual liberals. So, uh, I'm sorry about that, but I was just trying to challenge myself. I, I got the idea one night while drinking and I, I, I decided to do a contrarian day on the show. And I realized that I would have to do the whole show that way in order to make it work. So right down to the final sign-off, where I said, "I am the madman, and you can kiss my ass," Ek didn't even know what to do <laughs> when I said that. It was he, jarring. Yeah, he yeah, uh, he looked at me and he looked at me like, "Tell me you love me. Tell me you love me." Jarring is what he called it. <laughs> it was most definitely jarring. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so uh, yeah, I also had some friends who suggested that I should have called it Sarcasm Day uh instead but um did you get any hint of sarcasm not feel like sarcasm exactly sarcasm is in the tone sarcasm is in the tone so i had to call it opposite day and i could only live in the mind of a liberal for about a half hour because it made me feel dirty stupid and evil like a democrat welcome to shock monkey radio i'm your host the madman I want to remind you that I have a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Radio. There you can become a patron. Three bucks a month. It's not like I'm asking for Bitcoin. It's three bucks a month. You can also send me cash through the cash app. Use the cash tag Radio right here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would appreciate that. Uh, those of you who love the Scott versus Scott, well, we weren't able to do it uh, this past Sunday because of the Super Bowl, the big game. Also, Scott got a permaband, apparently, from Facebook. So... Um, yeah, that's that's the rumor. Perma banned. So uh I don't know what he said honk honk or something maybe. <laughs> all I know cuz you never know what they're going to, you know, try to censor, but you, he is on Instagram. So search for this is not underscore Scott on Instagram. Follow him there. As someone that's been following this for a while, he gets banned for some yes. pretty ridiculous things. Yeah, well, most people who get banned get banned for ridiculous things. And, you know, so anyway. It's all ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, uh, like, share, and subscribe to my videos. I would appreciate it. Become a patron. Send me money through Cash App. I would appreciate it. You know, I keep, I keep uh, harping on this because you know it's, uh, it's, it's kind of what I want to do for a living, and I would appreciate your support because you know, um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough world out there. It's a tough world out there. And if you don't want to support the <laughs> madman, yeah, you can support FXBG Public Radio. Yes. we'll take care of him. Yeah, <laughs> 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 FXBG Public Radio will take care of me. Okay. Yeah. FXBG Public Radio. Uh, I will. I will say this about FXBG Public Radio is that uh, they they are uh, fair minded enough to allow my show on on their uh. It's not really a network because most everybody is like a private, you know, their own thing. Like Shock Monkey Radio is its own thing, except the FXBG Public Radio helps us facilitate that. And there's tons of shows that FXBG Public Radio is uh helps produce. And so and they've allowed all sorts of different opinions. Here on FXBG Public Radio, and it's incredibly cheap studio services. If you want to record tracks, if you want to record a, a podcast, you, I mean, you got ideas for making a movie or something like that, we can help. FXBG Public Radio can help. So f- check out FXBGPublicRadio.com. There's a bunch of information on there about how you can schedule studio time. We got three studios here, right? At least three? At least three. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if something gets overscheduled or something overlaps, we, we there's extra equipment we could probably make it work somewhere else you know we'll we'll put you in the backyard or something or in the shed <laughs> a little aluminum shed you know or the wind howling oh it's been cold lately go ahead you're saying something in soviet russia studio records you <laughs> i did that backwards but artist records you. doesn't make sense <laughs> okay so let's get into my rant here uh so so the new season of Rick and Morty dropped not long ago on uh Hulu. And so I know I'm probably a year behind on talking about this. Uh but I have a few things to say. Uh first thing is I w- I want to say wait, is wait. that What? Only cover the first 5 episodes. <laughs> why why you haven't seen them? I'm not electric. Let me leave the room. <laughs> well, hold on. Uh I don't think there's any spoilers here. Let me l- let me look through my notes real quick see if there's any spoilers for EK. Uh yeah, I don't think there's any spoilers. All right, I think you might be safe. All right, so the new season of Rick and Morty dropped not long ago on Hulu, and so I'm probably you're behind in talking about these episodes. But the few things I have to say are this: It's like first thing is that I I want to say is that I love the Planetina episode where Morty gets involved with a ripoff of Captain Planet and uh, the Planeteers. Okay, <laughs> have you seen that one? Okay, you can't see that one. First of all, it's so obvious that the kids who can stum- summon a Gestalt superhero would enslave that living creature for their own gains. Very moral for a bunch of eco-terrorists. <laughs> and I find that concept is incredibly hilarious. Also is hilarious. What, al- what is also hilarious is that, of course, you know, uh, uh, Captain Planet- Pla- uh, Planetina would be an eco-terrorist. I mean, I really love Rick and Morty because they play on these interesting concepts. Planet Tina doesn't eat ice cream because the dairy industry or veal or something. She but she wants to murder miners trying to make a living because the uh, the only danger to our planet is humans. I would love to be a fly on the wall of, in the writers' room of Rick and Morty because the show frequently covers possibly controversial topics where someone is bound bound to get in their feelings about it. And yet they still spin it all into a joke. There is a reason why that show is so popular, and it's because it's such a smart show. And even when they did the continuity train episode, and as a writer, I find that episode to be absolute genius, they used Jesus to beat the bad guy and even made fun of him being saved by our Lord and even referred to Jesus as cum gutters. Now I know I know Christians like myself might be offended by that, but I also know God has a sense of humor. Have you ever seen a platypus? I am not easily offended, but I do not like the atheist streak in Rick and is constantly pushing his views on others in that regard. But what's funny is that, you know, he, he even says is like uh uh even makes fun of like uh, who uh I don't do I have free will? He's like who does? <laughs> uh, you know, so it's weird. It's like it's even even in Rick's brain, there's a conflict, but he is constantly pushing his views on like atheism on others. But then I realize that Rick is a cartoon, and there's no need to pray for his soul. But I do love how Rick hates himself in and, and almost every version of himself, which is very familiar to me. It's what I'd like. What I'd be if I were Rick. It's like it's like one time Rick says a, uh, one of the Rick says to Rick. <laughs> You don't have to be a dick about it. And the response, I think, you know, that's not true. <laughs> and that's my point about Rick is that, you know, uh, he meets this younger version of himself. He's like, you idealistic hippie, leave me alone. You know, it's just really, really mad as younger self. Anyway. So, uh, there is one line that really rubbed me the wrong way in one of the episodes. And Beth says being a 17 year old girl is like 26 and boy years. And, uh, you know. Even 26-year-old guys don't say, and like 26 in boy years? But she says, being a 17-year-old girl is like 26 in boy years. And I am really sick of this kind of sexism. The idea that women mature faster than men is all based upon the fact that puberty happens earlier in females in comparison to males. That doesn't mean maturity or wisdom. Just because you were a slut at 17 does not make you as wise as a 26-year-old man. Losing your virginity does not imbue anyone with wisdom. Beth got pregnant at 17, and gestating another life inside you does not make you smarter or wiser. In fact, your baby bump is proof of your lack of wisdom, and have you ever heard of baby brain? Baby brain is when pregnant women get dumber because their body is diverting resources for the sake of little summer growing in your belly. Also, once the baby is born, both you and the father, hopefully, are likely to be too exhausted from feeding and changing uh, even for years after the birth. And everything on TV is, where's your hands? There's your hands. And that's how we play handy hands. And that's not exactly Chaucer you're getting to put into your brain when you're raising a young child. You're not exactly growing wise, raising a baby. You gain experience, you gain experience, you gain experience in raising babies, sure, but that's not wisdom or maturity. Plus, you married Jerry, Beth. You should never have let him inside you in the first place. That's why your kids are half stupid, as you might say. I say that they are three quarters stupid because you're half stupid from your mother. I'm sorry you're a stupid slut, but that doesn't make you wise. Anyway, it was a really good season, generally speaking, and the cliffhanger was really good. I think they're going to be doing a Crisis, crisis on Infinite Earths kind of thing. And I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to the new season. Is, is it on now? Are they playing it now and I'll see it in a year or something like that when the new series drops on Hulu? I don't know. <clears throat> speaking of my misogyny, I watched The Daily Wire's new movie last week shut-in. I appreciate that they played it for free live on the Daily Wire YouTube channel, and I was able to see it without paying for a subscription service, so thanks for that. Uh, I'm sorry, Daily Daily Wire, but I don't think that shut-in was a great movie. Run, Hide, Fight was a better movie, in my opinion. But that's two movies in a row with females in the lead roles. I thought you were trying to buck the Hollywood propaganda. Excuse me. However, Jeremy Boring addressed this in the backstage thing that they did before the premiere. He said that they've had a hard time even finding scripts that focus on main, uh, uh, where the uh, male lead characters. (coughs) Excuse me. And I suppose that makes sense. But the new Old West movie that they're going to release this summer, Terror on the Prairie, has Gina Carano in the lead role. So you've had time. You've had time since all this, since you started this endeavor to change this kind of nonsense. I am so sick of modern movies where a 110 pound female lead is beating up dozens of six foot, 200 pound guys all the time. I'm sick of Westerns where they have to shove in a woman or minorities because there's too many white guys in one shot. Somebody's going to get uncomfortable. I watched Tombstone again recently. You know, the I'll be your Huckleberry, I'll be your Huckleberry movie. It's a historically accurate movie about white guys. It has a star-studded cast. It has Jack Burton. It has Bruce Wayne Kilmer. It has the beef-it's-what's-for-dinner guy. It's John Connor's dad. The Game Over Man Game Over from the Aliens movie. All white guys. And no one should care because they are playing real-world characters who were white. Every situation that happens in the world does not accurately represent the American population down to the percentage point. Of course, I understand that women and minorities had it pretty bad in that Old West time period. And of course, stories of that can be told. But Tombstone is about killers killing killers. But this isn't this isn't Chicago in the modern era. It's Tombstone, Arizona in the late 1800s. Even World War II movies feature mostly white casts. And that is because the U.S. military was not integrated yet. So it was waves of white people storming the beaches of Normandy. And those stories should be told, just as the stories of the Tuskegee Airmen needs to be told. Anyway, I don't think that Shut In was a very good movie. I really did like its message. I really, in particular, I liked how the scene with the Bible, one scene with the Bible, she skipped over the 23rd Psalm, which is always, always overused when anyone mentions uh, the Bible in a movie. And instead they used a verse from Matthew, I think, about trees that bear bad fruit. Good on them, because there's lots of great Bible verses and most of them are not the 23rd Psalm. I love that grandma was really looking out for her family in such a sweet way. And, but that house that they were living in, that this whole thing takes place in, it doesn't seem very well, well constructed. And I'm shocked that no, no one ever fell through the bathroom floor. You'd probably have to see the movie to understand what I mean. Uh, anyway, shut in. From the Daily Wire, I give it five of 13 stars. I don't care what anyone says. She would have done that meth and then read the Bible. (laughs) Plus, that wasn't three grams, and and, and the movie doesn't know how to junkie, even though it knows how to Bible. But the movie does come with a free apple butter recipe. Okay. So because I am sexist, And a masochist. I decided to watch a movie called Spencer, which is a movie about Diana, Princess of Wales. I will let that sink in. Madman, you watched a movie about Diana, Princess of Wales? Yes, because I'm sexist and a masochist. (laughs) Okay, Uh, and I was only able—I was only really interested in seeing it because it's a historical piece, you know. Because you know, Diana, Princess of Wales—that's a historical figure. And it also stars Kristen Stewart, and I think she's smoking hot, even though she's probably crazy like most hot women. Um, and I thought, you know, maybe she would get naked. Eh, but she didn't. Um, you know, I, I think they, they called this movie Spencer because it's got a, a much better ring to it than the barfing princess. And so you got a lot of that in the movie. A lot of princess die barfing in this movie because they wanted to portray the real lives of bulimics. But just like I expected it, it is, it is portrayed as not her fault. Because she's a princess and a princess must always be beautiful and blah, blah, blah. Look, I don't think the queen barfs like that. I don't know. Some nights she may have a lot of wine or gin. I don't know how the queen rolls. But the idea that Diana was forced to remain thin over Christmas, where they specifically told them to gain three pounds, that's ridiculous. Yes, it's British and weird, and Brits are weird. That's a given. But in many ways, it could have been a very good thing for Diana to gain some weight over Christmas. Was the three pounds referring to money? No. three. She's <laughs> like, it has nothing to do with money. I know it gets confusing for the Brits when it comes to their money and everything. But the prince didn't cheat on Princess Diana because she was fat. The prince did it because he's a selfish D-bag. Have you seen the pictures of Camilla? It doesn't make sense. It's like Hugh Grant cheating on Elizabeth Hurley. It's because he is a selfish D-bag. That you married, by the way. Maybe Camilla did butt stuff or not. Maybe Camilla did butt stuff. That's what E.K. says. (laughs) (laughs) But people want to wail and cry about Diana Spencer. But she sought a relationship with a royal. Everyone wants to be princess until they have to bow to the queen. I know all little girls want to grow up and be a princess, and that's why people were so interested in Diana. Because she was a commoner's dream come true, and every little girl in the English-speaking of, speaking world wanted to be the princess of Wales. You sought out your gilded cage, Diana. You are literally the princess and the pea. You are literally one of the wealthiest and culturally relevant people in the world, and you're whining about the uh, what million-pound dress you have to wear that day and then barfing up a 1,000 pounds worth of food, pounds meaning money, worth of food after every meal. <laughs> I know my opinion about Diana is unpopular, and I know that there are some real questions in regards to her death, but this movie didn't deal with that the movie was about a common british girl who got everything she ever wanted and resented everyone else because of it that's a spoiled brat on either side of the pond and of course they had to throw in the lesb- lesbian seamstress after all you can't realistically put minorities around the queen at christmas at least they kept that realistic it just irritates me when people who have uh who have a life of wealth and that I can never even accurately imagine, whine and complain about anything. Most everyone on earth is enslaved by money. Most of us are walled in by poverty, whilst you live in a gilded cage being spoon-fed pudding and pheasant. Spoiled little rich bitch. Spencer, on Hulu, two of 13 stars. King Ralph with John Goodman is a much better movie. And you know, one more story I want to tell you. Let's set the Wayback Machine to 1994. 1994. They had those little, like in Burger King, you could smoke in Burger King. They had those little tin, gold tin ashtrays, real tiny. You can only put like two cigarette butts on it that you, they would have on the tables at, uh, at Burger King. And uh, we, I was, you know, 17 years old. We thought we were so cool smoking cigarettes in Burger King. <laughs> 17, you know, that's as cool as you get. Uh, You could also smoke in the mall. But I want to tell this story about how I was in the mall one time. And uh, we were waiting for this guy to get off work at a certain store there. Not going to name it. Waiting for this guy who was over 21. He was going to buy us some beer. And so uh, we're waiting in the mall, waiting for him to get off work. And this was kind of late. The mall's getting ready to close. And we hear this commotion, some screaming, a couple women screaming down down the down the uh passageway a little little ways and we're like what is that and being you know you know guys you know, weren't just a bunch of guys in flannel smoking cigarettes with our long hair and talking about how nirvana sucks well that's what i was talking about <laughs> they were like no you're wrong about nirvana like no i've never been wrong about nirvana and so we're walking it's like let's go check it let's go check it out we start walking down the down the passageway and we see these uh, this um this girl walking towards us, she must have been about 13 or 14 years old, fairly young girl. Uh, and she's got this bag, like uh, Montgomery Ward, I think was still there at the time, over her shoulder. And she's crying, this 13-year-old girl crying. I was like, what's this all about? And there's this older woman, like middle-aged, two middle-aged women who are kind of like bickering, like sniping at each other back and forth, but they're like right next to each other. Then as we're walking by and we're inspecting the scene, we see this one woman, the third woman back, there's the, the girl... One lady and the other lady, the third lady back, like took two two lunges forward and kicked at the girl, the 13 year old girl and missed and hit the bag. And we're like, whoa, what are we, what are we seeing here? What are we seeing here? And that's when the middle lady started freaking out and grabbed this woman by the arm. And the the one lady who kicked, the uh, kicker lady, she had a drink in her hand and she grabbed her by the arm with this drink in her hand. Drink goes down on the floor and this middle woman starts shrieking, stop, stop her. Somebody stop her. She's hitting my child. She's hitting my child. And I was like, oh my God, what have we walked into here? Right? So uh, me and my friends, we kind of like get in the way of this woman. We're like, hey, you know, what's this all about? And she's like, oh, you need to mind your own business and stuff like blah, blah, blah. And she, we eventually let her walk away. And while the girl and the mother stayed right there. That was obviously the girl's mother. <laughs> and so the other woman walked away. I forget the name of the store. She was at uh, Sears, I think. Walked in walked into walked into Sears. And we're talking to this lady and stuff like that and she explained what happened. But as she's explaining it, two security guards from the mall came by and they're like, "What what happened?" She explained really quick and said she went in there through Sears. And so the security guards went in there. And this is the story. This is what happened. This is like um the, these ladies were walking in the mall and the young girl was trying to catch up to her mother. And so she, uh, like walked in front of the kicker lady, the girl the lady with the drink walked in front of her at too un- uncomfortably close for her taste, apparently, and got mad. And so, uh, when she, she, her mother and the daughter was following behind her. And so the lady with the drink kind of walked up alongside the young girl. Uh, and when she got next to one of the kiosks that are there in the mall, she like hip checked this, this 13 year old girl into one of the kiosks in the mall and then you know the next thing that happened is what, that we saw was her trying to kick the girl and you know uh, what happened was is we found out later that the uh, security guards had found her they'd cuffed her uh, because it's, that's assault you know <laughs> even in the 90s that was assault and so uh, uh, the police came and apparently arrested the world. I don't know how it all played out in courts or anything like that but, I mean, it, it was just awful. And I was, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll watch, like, Karen videos on, on YouTube and these, these people freaking out and stuff like that. And, you know, people want to think that it's a modern phenomenon, but it's not. There's there's always been Karens. You know, it's just that we we finally hung a label on them. I think it's odd we don't have a name for male Karen yet. There's, there's been a lot of suggestions. Hey, Devins? Devins? I, I thought, or Kevins. Kevins? Eh, I don't think it's ever going to catch on because let's be honest, you know. Uh, Karen uh, kind of implies a certain type of woman, which is, you know, a bitch, an awful, awful bitch. You know, somebody who would do something awful, who, who thinks that, oh, I'm a woman, nobody's going to hurt me. And I think there's a lot of people in the world, a lot of people in the world, like me, who know that, you know, um, um, it's like uh, if you're an athlete, you know, let's say you're, you're a football player. And this girl's just hitting you and hitting you and hitting you and hitting you and, hitting you, and she knows you're not going to do anything because if you hit her, then you're going to jail for battery, domestic abuse. And the next thing you know, knocks you out in the elevator, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, and, that, and that's what happens, you know? Man retaliates against a woman. That's a you know whole different story. And that's, I think, a lot of the female privilege, you know, that even in the 90s, this woman understood about herself. You know, I think that's incredibly wrong. Um, I've always, I've always said, if a girl hits you nine times, the 10th one's yours. And so, um, and that's just my opinion. I may get arrested for it one day. Who knows? But then again, I've been single for a very long time. So that being said, I just want to remind you that, you know, Karen's you know, awful people. It's not just women, right? Awful people have existed since the beginning of time, you know? And so uh, it, what, it takes good people, you know? And, you know, granted, you know, uh, my friends and I, we weren't necessarily good people. The only reason we we're in the mall is trying to get beer illegally bought for us, you know. But we were there to like help at least separate these two women. And so, um, you know, the only thing it takes—what is it? How's it? What's it? It's a Edmund Burke quote, or in a correct, incorrectly attributed to Edmund Burke. The only thing for for this triumph of evils for good men to do nothing. And that's a very good thing to remember every single day of your life it's like if if you see something bad like a woman beating on a young girl you know (laughs) don't sit there and watch it you know get involved in some way and frequently doesn't necessarily mean you got to restrain some woman you know maybe you just gotta like step in between two women who are fighting you know maybe take a shot or two yourself it could have happened where these women started throwing hands and i you know sometimes you just gotta let people know they're wrong yeah it, EK's right. It's like sometimes you need to just step up, step up and say, hey, you're in the wrong here on this. And maybe, you know, even just point point the direction for the security guards or the cops. That's all it takes to do the right thing sometimes. You know, it really doesn't take much, much. Anyway, the good news is, is that we the guy got off work. He bought us some beer. He bought me a six pack of Mickey's and I went home and drank it. And this was when I was young. I had no tolerance and I and I barfed so hard at night. That I busted a blood vessel in my eye and I walked around the whole next day, a couple days with a big red mark on the side of my eye. Anyway, let's go ahead and get to the news worth knowing. Okay, so obviously, this is the biggest story. I think it's the biggest story of the year so far. And uh, I hope something gets done about it. So, this is about the Durham probe. probe <clears throat> So the media, this is the headline from Fox News, but it covers enough of what I want to know about the story that I want. So the media suddenly de- develops laryngitis after years of pushing Ru- uh, Trump-Russia collusion, critics say. So the mainstream media spent years fixated on the alleged collusion between Donald Trump and Russia, but have, been, have have largely downplayed or otherwise ignored the court filing from Special Counsel John Durham as part of his investigations into the origin of the sprawling Russia probe. <clears throat> excuse me, quote, the traditional media is more interested in whisper campaigns and rumors than filings from U.S. attorneys. That's a hell of a point. Former chairman of the House Oversight uh, and Government Reform Committee and Fox News contributor Jason Chaffetz told Fox News Digital, quote, if they got it wrong and they did, then cover the truth with the same vigor. Chaffetz continued. It seems some media outlets were so interested in perpetuating a lie that they can't now say that they are wrong. That's exactly it, sir. The Media Research Research Center found that ABC, CBS, NBC evening newscasts alone spent a whopping 2,634 minutes covering the investigations into alleged Russia collusion through July 20th of 2019. That's nearly one-fifth, 19.5%, of all of the broadcast Trump's uh, Trump coverage. A huge shadow on his presidency, analyst Rich Noyes wrote, the heavy-handed coverage from ABC, CBS, and NBC uh, was in addition to dedicated airtime from both CB, uh, CNN and MSNBC, which focused relentlessly on the investigation's developments. The New York Times and Washington Post even shared the Pulitzer Prize in 2018 for deeply sourced, relentlessly reported coverage on alleged Russian interference. A court filing made late Friday by Durham, who, who was appointed during the Trump administration to investigate the origins of the Russian Russia probe, revealed that a tech firm minded, inter, mined internet data from the Trump Tower during the 2016 election and later the White House in order to establish an interference and narrative an inference, excuse me, an inference and narrative tying then candidate Trump to Russia. And that in doing so, tech executive 1 indicated that he uh, he was seeking to please certain VIPs referring to individuals at law firm 1 in the Clinton campaign. Durham's filing hasn't received the same frenzied coverage and critics have taken notice, nor have other indictments that further discredited the Christopher Steele dossier alleging Trump-Russia collusion. Quote, the networks and major papers avoided touching the, this news like Durham was a leper, Newsbusters executive editor T- Tim Graham wrote. Senator Ted Cruz scolded the press for f- for failing to cover the score- story. Quote, the corrupt Corrupt corporate media is trying to ignore it and hide the truth, Cruz tweeted. MSNBC, which made the Russian investigation the most dominant topic on the network for years under President Trump, completely ignored the revelations Durham made in the court filing late Friday through uh, through Monday. Monday. Morning Joe finally addressed it on Tuesday, but mocked Durham in the process. CNN dedicated less than three minutes to... To, its sub- to the subject during its same period with only one mention on Monday's installment of The Lead with Jake Tapper. None of M- MSNBC or CNN's primetime shows typically regarded as the most watched programming on the networks touched the subject through Monday. ABC, CBS, and NBC similar- similarly made no mention of the new developments on their morning and evening new ca- newscasts through Monday, though NBC uh, News-, News published a report online on Monday night. The New York Times skipped running a report and went with news analysis, slamming right-wing outlets for pushing a narrative that is off track. Like the Times, Washington Post initially refrained from publishing a report on the matter, but rather an analysis piece attempt, uh, attempting to downplay the significance of the court filing, framing it as framing it with the headline: "Why Trump is once again claiming that he was spied upon in 2016," and telling readers, "Quote: Durham's filings tie filing ties the campaign uh, to suspend and Sussman to the executive, but it's not explicitly argued that the probe flowed down from Clinton's team or up to it. It has since posed the other opinion pieces on the matter, as well as fact-check again, rejecting Trump's claim of being spied on. Other outlets, including the Associated Press, Reuters, and USA Today, Axios, NPR, and the Daily Beast, all avoided the subject through Monday, according to search results. The MRC put together a montage of previously uh, a previous coverage dismissing allegations of wrongdoing during the Russia probe. All right. So, yeah, th- this is how they're going to play it. This is how they're going to play it. All right. And so the importance of these filings that the uh, that Durham has, has made, the importance of it is that it, it really does point to, quote, VIPs in the Clinton campaign. Who would be the VIPs in the Clinton campaign, do you wonder? All right. And so I think it's quite obvious, I think quite obvious where this could potentially lead. But the simple fact that these mainstream media news outlets are ignoring, are trying to uh, push this story to the wayside, is all about protecting their queen, their beloved Hillary Clinton. And they're such sycophants for these people. What if if it's about self-preservation? Nobody's trying to get suicided. No one's trying to get suicided? That could be it. That could be it. But I, I think the real issue here is that is the fact that, you know, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know, you can't argue with that. It's like he it could get killed. But I mean, the, the problem is, is that I can't believe that, you know, the media companies have been have are this dishonest. And anyone still watches these networks. I mean, I can understand, you know, sitting there and saying, hey, madman, you only read Fox News. And it's like, well, that's not true. I do read other sources, but I mean, it's um. And, but, I mean, you can also make an argument that Fox News has a bias. Absolutely. You can say Daily Wire has a bias. Absolutely. You can say Tim Pool has a bias. Absolutely. Everyone has a bias. You know, that's why you have to read multiple sources so you can get a you know different understanding, a better understanding of things. But the point is, is that, you know, uh, pretending that, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton is above the law is insane to me. It really, it really bothers me. And I think that's what's interesting is that, you know, other people can be involved like biden like obama all right and that's and that's going to irritate me if nothing comes of this you know uh, donald trump says you know it's it's treason and it could be you know it do deserve death for that and that's just that's trump being a bombastic trump all right trump's always going to trump all right so you you know don't don't think that what he thinks is what we think i don't think anyone should be shot on the white house lawn over this okay Prison time? Sure. Serious fines? Sure. But all that needs to play out in court, you know? And let's face it, you know, uh, it should take place in court and not in the media. It shouldn't irritate me. It shouldn't irritate me that the news is not covering this, that mainstream media wants to ignore the possible connection to Hillary Clinton. All right? I think most everyone, everyone in America knows how dirty she is. And I think the 2016 election proved that. All right. It wasn't that Trump was such a great candidate. It was because Hillary was so awful. You know, and tons of people said, you know, Bernie Sanders supporters back in those days, Bernie Sanders supporters said that they want they would have voted for Bernie. But because Hillary was put put up as the uh, DNC by the DNC, they said, no, I have to vote for Trump because she's dirty as hell. I think everyone knows how dirty she is, but I, I'm just I I'm. Really curious how she's going to weasel out of this because the the cynic in me thinks that she is going to weasel out of this, and that irritates me more than anything. The way they went after Trump, you know, uh, with this with this projection of their own guilt about Russia collusion, you know, hacking into the uh, the office of the president, hacking into Trump Tower, that's super illegal. That's super illegal. There's I think Trump even said it's worse than Watergate. And yeah, but I mean, if, if they had the internet and the Watergate era, it probably would have been about the same thing. So, I mean, I don't, I think just the the technology doesn't make it worse. You know, it's still pretty bad breaking into the DNC headquarters, you know, and, you know, and that's what I hate about the the whole Nixon Watergate thing. And because that, I don't know, it kind of, after that, that's when Democrats felt it was like fair game to do that kind of, to do business that kind of way in politics. And that's what that's why I really hate the whole Watergate thing It's like they thought it was fair game to do it. And so uh, my sister and I talked about this where I said, you know, this this is probably common practice now when it comes to political campaigns. And that is a a bad thing. That's an illegal thing. And that's why, you know, uh, indictments need to be sought. You know, arrests need to be made and something needs needs to be done with this. After all, you are not tried for, you know, in, in the court of public opinion, you are not tried by the media agencies. Anyway, that's all I want to rant about, about that. Let's go on to the next story. It's bad news for the Democrats here. When San Francisco recalls three school board members and sends a, quote, clear message, San Francisco residents overwhelmingly approved a vote Tuesday to recall three of the city's school board members, election officials said. Critics, including San Francisco Mayor London Breed, argued that members, school board president Gabriela Lopez, vice president Fauga Moliga, and Commissioner Allison Collins pushed progressive politics rather than act in the best interest of children during the pandemic, and voters agreed, according to the San Francisco Department of Elections. Quote, the voters of the city have delivered a clear message that the school board must focus on the essentials of delivering, well-run school system, delivering a well-run school system above everything else, Breed said in a statement after the vote. Quote, San Francisco is a city that believes in the value of big ideas, but those ideas must be built upon the foundation of a government That does the essentials well in san francisco one of the uh, country's most liberal cities democrats are split over the recall effort the mayor who is now responsible for appointing new board members to fill the vacancies until other election until another election in november also praised the parents who initiated the effort the parents were quote fighting for what matters most their children she said those who oppose oppose the recall called it a waste of time and money money but enough san francisco residents launched the